T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight. So come and join the people and I'm feeling all right. He run over out America. Over out America. Right. Welcome back to Overnight America. We're going to spend just a little bit more time. We got up until midnight live tonight. And thanks for your comments, your calls from today. I wanted to mention this because I know it'll drive some people crazy to mention that um, I was listed in someone's tweet earlier that talks about some of the different people that they follow and what's their political blind spot. It's called political blind spot, meaning are they super conservative? Are they super liberal when they're online? What are the things that they interact with? And they say the purpose of a political blind spot is in order to try to, uh, I'll read this, it says, primarily consuming news with the same underlying bias can create a news blind spot, which can unintentionally skew someone's worldview and hamper their ability to see things from another perspective. So I thought, oh, I wonder what it thinks I am. Because what it does, it looks at the things you talk about on social media, and then it analyzes the news sources and the things you talk about, and it lets you know what's your political blind spot. Anyone want to guess what I got on it? <laughs> it said 85% of the news I interact with on Twitter is centrist. 11% is liberal. And then 80, so that's a 96, then 4% would be conservative. So I am a centrist, according to this political blind spot i eat a mostly balanced news diet <laughs> you are listening to mr centrist <laughs> oh boy i know that's true you are fake news whoa donald trump what's up with that i had that button ready to go in fact that was the button that was supposed to be the oh boy but i i switched the uh I switched the thing hold on it's it's fitting that way too oh boy there we go that's what i was looking for Actually, I like the Donald Trump one a little bit better. You are fake news. So does that ground news? It see what it does is it realizes that when I'm on social media, I'm pretty polite in that sense, but I do 
consume news and I do share things on there. I just think it's funny that when they, uh, people that listen to the show would say, no, I don't think you're a centrist, which is true. I don't think I'm a centrist either, but I do approach things in a way where I, I think I look at both sides, but I definitely have my opinions and normally my opinions are not left-leaning. It's very rare you'll find me with a left-leaning opinion. But either way, 85% centrist. This is great. I'm just hoping that infuriates some people that may be following me or listening to me on social media. I just think that's awesome. A few things I want to get to because this hour I do want to talk to a guest that we had on. His name is Gerald Calenti, uh, uh, Salenti. He's a publisher of the Trends Journal, History Before It Happens. He's going to join us uh, after the break. This is a replay from a couple hours back, but I saw this one story, and this is very concerning to me. The world is facing a coffee deficit. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Forget about stockpiling on toilet paper. Next time you go to your grocery store, why don't you start stockpiling on on your coffee? Because coffee supplies in the U.S. are shrinking and wholesale prices are surging with a hard-hit market bracing for further fallout, as they say, as global shortages of shipping containers upended the food trade. This is not good. Yahoo Finance is the one that is talking about this. The coffee stockpile has shrunk to a six-year low in the U.S. and even Brazil's record crop, the large drop in output after a drought in South America, expected to shift the world balance to a deficit in coming months just as demand rebounds. Everyone is feeling the pinch, they say. I hate the idea of this. If it gets more expensive, I'm still buying coffee. It's not like I'll look at it and say, oh, coffee is so expensive right now. I guess I can go without it. Yeah, right. To me, it's you look at a smoker and they'll say, oh man, I remember when a pack of cigarettes were whatever. I don't know what the price, but then over the years, it's gotten to be so ridiculously expensive in a way to try to flush out people to encourage them to stop smoking. But ultimately, if you're a smoker, you're going to continue smoking. That's what they did. They just found ways to get it cheaper. If they had to cross state lines to get it, they would do it. If there was taxes cheaper on the other side, I'm kind of like that with coffee. I'm just going to keep buying coffee. I might have to change my coffee. I, I don't mind. I, to me, it's not. I don't have brand loyalty. Maybe I'll just drink espresso from here on out. Maybe it's only going to uh, get ground coffee. Maybe I'm going to have to find uh, coffee alternatives. Who knows? I don't know, but I'm not giving up on it. Not going to happen. So keep that in mind. Maybe it's time to go invest in coffee stocks. or Not Starbucks, but I'm sure there's some coffee manufacturers maybe this is a financial opportunity for you uh, you know by the way are you familiar with the company doordash doordash primarily delivers groceries or food to your home the idea of doordash is that if you could use their service in order to order from a restaurant and as opposed to you going to pick it up they would send someone to deliver it to your house through this service um, i'm not a big fan of those services honestly i, I think it hurts uh, the businesses, I think it hurts the restaurants because in order for DoorDash to siphon some money, you know, they're, they're, they're cutting some from the restaurant. So they're not making a lot of money, but it's taking a lot of resources from them. Ultimately, the best thing for you to do is just go pick it up yourself. Or if the restaurant offers delivery from them, get it from them. Don't use a service like DoorDash. And I know that a lot of the drivers, uh, they're not treated all that great. Some people have positive experiences with it, but for the most part, it's just like, you know, some of the ride sharing things like the Ubers and such. It's you hear a lot of negative things like the workers are not treated well and not respected, things like that. So I, I try not to use services like this. However, they're in the news. Yahoo Finance is joining the fight. Uh, DoorDash is joining the fight, they say, against coronavirus. So what they're going to be doing is offering 
these coronavirus testing kits that they're going to deliver to your house if you want them to. So the move comes as mass vaccination efforts gain steam. And they're saying that these delivery platforms could be used as a way to deliver more essential and accessible wellness options for the people. So as opposed to you going out and getting one, I, to me, I look at this and say, if you're just delivering these kits, What's wrong with Amazon? Like, why do you have to have a DoorDash? Why can't you just get them to send it to you? I don't know. Uh, the representative added the partnership offers a more convenient cut way for customers to eliminate the need to make a trip to a testing facility. Uh, the new offering will allow customers to access the two FDA approved COVID-19 testing collection kits. And I think they sell for about $119. Retailers offer them. There is a saliva test kit and offers a 24-hour turnaround uh, which includes a prepaid overnight shipping envelope. So you put the thing in there. Once a nasal swab, there's another one there, $109, another 24-hour turnaround to get that thing out of there. I, to me, I don't know if I would trust it all that much. It's almost like those DNA testing kits where you do the swab, you send it in, and they send you the results back, and you realize it's not all that scientific in the way that they do it because if you're going to do a true DNA test, you're going to have to do it in a way that's not through a kit through the mail because they have to test a lot more. So they only do a surface test, for example. So the testing results are wild, wildly inaccurate. And you realize they change from test to test, depending on what company you use, realizing that it's not a finite or a real answer. It's more for novelty or for fun. So I get the same feel with these type of tests. I do. It, it seems more novelty than going in. So is it doing more harm than good? And then again, 24 hour turnarounds pretty quick, but uh, what are you going to do with that data? Is, are, are you going to what? And then what are they going to do with that data? Uh, that's just interesting. I thought I'd throw that out there in case you're waiting for some other thing to be delivered to your house. One more thing there. All right. Uh, that's funny. Mary Lynn tested in. Uh, I am a pragmatic, pragmatist, uh, I guess. That's pretty good. I see. I don't do you see myself as a centrist per se. I guess anyone can go take that test, but that's referring to what I posted on social media a little bit ago. Thank you, Marilyn. All right, coming up right after the break, we're going to look at some future trends from publisher of the Trends Journal, trendsjournal.com. Gerald Salenti is joining us right after the break on Overnight America KMOX. Get ready for Cardinals exhibition preseason play tomorrow as they take on the Houston Astros. Pre-game 455, first pitch 505. Hear it here on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. And welcome back to Overnight America. This is an interesting topic. When we look at the news and we look at some of the popular stories and the things that are catching the headlines, sometimes you can put those stories together and use it as a way to predict where things are going. And that's kind of how this works. It's a journal, the Trends Journal. And joining us now is the publisher of the Trends Journal, Gerald Salent. Thank you so much for coming on to KMOX. Well, thank you for having me. You know, I was curious about trying to look into the trends of today to determine the future. Is there a secret in order to try to get that done? Or is it just accumulating a lot of data points and using that as a way to predict what could be happening next? That's only part of it. You know, we've been, I've been doing this since uh, 1980. In my books, a trend tracking, far better than Megatrends, Time Magazine, uh, Trends 2000, you know, national bestseller. And, of course, our magazine, The Trends Journal, which we've been doing since uh, 1991. It's a weekly magazine. What you really have to do is have an open mind. If you, be, if you believe in a political system, a political party, 
if you're if you have a belief system that narrows your thinking, you're not going to see anything. Mm. And I'm a political atheist. I look at things the way they are and not the way I want them to be. And so we only look at the facts and the data. And we don't care what people think, believe, want, wish for. That's, that, that's in your own head. So the motto of the magazine is think for yourself. So we put the facts out there and then we say this is our analysis of it. This is where we see it going. These are the implications, and this is how we see it developing in the future. So, when you say we, uh, do you have a group of people? Oh that... yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm the, you know, I'm the, I, I give the, the overall analysis of it because I've been doing this for so many years. But you know, again, you know, I want to hear from my staff as well. You know, what, how they see things, and they see things in different ways, and then we discuss them, and then we go by the facts. We just keep going by the facts. So, for example, I'm listening to the news before I'm waiting on the line, and I keep hearing the selling of COVID fear. Let's not talk about the facts. We, won't, we will not talk about the facts. We will not mention that as a country just kind of north of us called Canada. And we won't say that 80%, according to Lancet, of the people that died from the COVID disease... 80% are from nursing homes. Mm. Why do you see a bunch of young kids down in uh, uh, Florida going nuts? <laughs> because um, this is an old person's virus. Again, mm. you look at the CDC, Centers mm. of Disease Control and Prevention. 94% of the people that died from the virus, 94% had 2.6 pre-existing comorbidities. Right. Right. People well, here's one, to the thing. 20, one to 20 years old. Again, look at the young people out there. The recovery mm -hmm. rate, again, CDC, 99.997%. Right. So, of course, they're going now. nuts. Yeah, it you're young better. people. Yeah. You know, you're young. You know, you want to, <laughs> but, well, I mean, you know, has anybody been young before and wants to do this stuff? Oh, yeah. It's funny that you mention those things because that's the type of stuff that gets you in trouble almost. And uh, the part of the, the problem, even when it's not political in nature, when you're just looking at statistics, is that people get upset because then they'll spin it a different way and to try to spin it their way. So how do you get past that? How do you get past just Again, looking at statistics? It's by not having a belief system. Yeah. It's looking at the facts for what they are. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and it's, you know, here's one you know one of the one of the first books I worked on back in uh, the mid 1980s called Natural Healing. It was a Warner book, big book. Mm -hmm. Nobody was talking about this stuff back then. Do you ever hear one word? Do you ever hear one word? Rather than you know get vaccinated, how about getting in good shape? I know you're right, because you're talking about if the, the statistically speaking, um, those that are obese have a much higher rate, of, much higher rate, much, much higher, higher rate. rate. And, and, and what's obesity yeah. in America? Oh, it's only 42 percent of Americans are obese. Yeah, it's a huge contributor to a yeah. lot of our problems. Obesity <laughs> and type two diabetics. Yeah. But you never hear one word, not one peep out of the mouths of the politicians or the bureaucrats about saying, you know, this is a time for people to really understand that they really need to get in great health. You have to get in the best physical 
spiritual and emotional shape you can be so that you can you can fight this virus. You don't hear any no, nothing about no, we got a drug for you. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> that's how it goes, though. You're right. We got a drug for you. And that's a tough way to look at it. But I know you don't talk just about COVID and other things, but that's got to be a big driver of your content. Oh, yeah, because year. what we're looking at is, you know, here, here's here's the deal. You're in the you're let's say you're in the tourism business. Oh, according to the, uh, the Association of Tourism just came out last week. Oh, they only lost a trillion dollars. You're looking oh. at the restaurant industry, according to the National Restaurant Association. Only over 100,000 businesses may not come back. Mm -hmm. The devastation that this has caused, this is so we look at the economic implications, and then you go back to our Trends Journal last April, we mm -hmm. said people are going to be moving out of large cities and going to suburban and exurban areas. Mm -hmm. So we look at the facts, and then we say, this is what's going to happen. No, this thing's going, this is going to be a Biden bounce. This is unprecedented. They just dumped in, oh, I, I love this, I love the number, $1.9 trillion. Hey, what am I, six years old? That's like saying $99.99. Could you say two, $2 trillion? <laughs> you know, two trillion dollars. Oh, you just made up this crap, and you're dumping it in. Where are you getting the money from? Oh, we're only twenty-eight trillion dollars in debt. I gotta say, I'm listening to this interview, and I have a smile on my face this whole time because I, I think about the points that you're making here, and these are just all parts of the story. How do you take all of these data points and use it as a way to try to trend well, what could again, be happening? That's in the what we're saying. We look at the numbers. So here yeah. they, they throw out this baloney, you know. Oh, by the way, just to make, I, and I'm not going to go into my whole history, but it, at, at, at a graduate school, I was running major political campaigns in Westchester County, the richest county in America. I was the assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate at 26 years old. Mm -hmm. I've been with presidents, prime ministers, and princes. Mm -hmm. So I know what the deal looks like. I used to, you know, I've been around. The, the politicians are the people that I hated in high school that wanted to be <laughs> class president and head of the student council. These are the clowns that are telling us what to do. Facts don't mean anything. Mm -hmm. All they do is sell fear and hysteria. Right. So when we're looking at, again, at the facts, and I'm talking about $2 trillion and a $28 trillion debt load, okay, so what's going to happen? Where are the markets going to go? Mm -hmm. You know, again, I've been at this a lot of years, and my track record I'll put up against anybody's. I got things wrong. Yeah. I thought that the markets were going to crash in 2012. They didn't teach me in graduate school or Economics 101 about a thing called quantitative easing or negative zero interest rate policy. So what I'm saying is they're dumping all this dough in there, so this is how we look at it. And yes, there's going to be a bounce. And yes, the economy is going up. But what's been lost has been lost. I mentioned about people leaving big cities. And, you know, I'm a New Yorker. I mean, if you can't tell, you know, <laughs> and you know, I'm a guy born in the Bronx. And, and New York City's dead. It's dead. The office occupancy rate is 14%. Ooh. Yeah. So Ooh. now all the businesses that depend on commuters, gone. 
And now you have people, more and more people working at home. Mm -hmm. So now that means you're going to have less people commuting. What happens to the big cities that depended on this? And then you look at, okay, oh, you, you're going to, well, you can, you can open up your, your theater, but you only could have uh, 25% capacity. Mm-hmm. Broadway's dead. Midtown Manhattan's dead. You want to see a homeless scene and an ugly scene? Go to Midtown. And then go, yeah. take, a play, take, take a trip out to San Francisco. Take mm-hmm. a go down to Chicago. One place after another. This isn't bouncing back. And then we look at the other facts. And again, these are all facts that we've written about. Crime rates. Oh, homicide, boop, going higher and higher. When people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, they lose it. They got nothing left to lose. And now now what we do is we go globally. Oh, hey, what's going on in Myanmar? Oh, what's a Myanmar? Oh, no, that's a place that used to be called Burma that the English took over from 18, what, uh, 2048 to, to 1948 or something like that. Oh, that place? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Youth Revolution. Uganda, Youth Revolution. Algeria, Youth Revolution. All the young people around the world have no future and they're revolting. So, again, it goes back. Now you close down the global economy. But don't worry about it. Again, these are only the facts. The facts, according to Oxfam, the billionaires last year got $4 trillion richer. Mm-hmm. But everybody else got poorer. Hmm. So now you're going to start seeing more and more of these uprisings. Oh, you think you have a border problem over here now? Oh, oh, look at the... Look at the uh, the uh, the uh, United Nations numbers that came out about poverty levels increasing since the COVID war began down in Latin America and South America. Oh, there used to be a thing called tourism. Oh, that's mm-hmm. gone. You want to go to the Caribbean? Oh, you get, oh, no, no, you got to get vaccinated. You got two two weeks dead. So now the yeah. people. But then you go back. You go to Africa. You go to Thailand. Oh, that's another youth revolution. So now you have a lot of people leaving Africa, Ethiopia. There's a war going on. And they're flooding into Europe. So now you're going to have anti-immigration. So these are the things we look at. Yeah. And, you know, I got to mention real quick because we we do have to take a quick break. But Trends Journal, all the things you're talking about right now are topics that you cover in the Trends Journal. And if people wanted to look that up and some of the the thoughts you're bringing up now, where can people find it? Trendsjournal.com. That's pretty simple. Trendsjournal.com. And do you mind holding on after the break? No, There's no, a few sure, things that you yeah, mentioned sure, there. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to say, you don't sound like your traditional non-political commentator. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good thing, though. And a few things you mentioned about New York that also apply here to St. Louis. I want to bring that up. And I want to, you know, I got to apologize. I want to make sure I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Is it Salente or Salenti? Salenti. Salenti, yeah. Yep. Gerald Salenti, publisher of the Trends Journal. Uh, we're going to continue with him right after the break on Overnight America KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Traffic and weather together on the 10s. Weekday mornings on the voice of St. Louis. KMOX. Gerald Salenti is publisher of the Trends Journal, trendsjournal.com. Thanks again for spending a half hour with us tonight, Gerald. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. I'm going to read you just one text message that came in, and I think this will set it up. Uh, It said, I like this guy. (laughs) I think the approach is a nice approach. And you don't sound like someone traditionally that would come into a topic and say, I'm looking at this in a non-political type of way. Uh, Those type of people are normally a little calm. It sounds like when you approach a topic, you're saying to yourself, okay, this is everything that I'm seeing right now. Why aren't there more people talking about it this way weren't more people bringing it up and you have to wonder as well the motivations of why some people don't want to bring up some of these facts again you know they're connected to a belief system and the reason i'm saying things the way i'm saying again you know i've been at this a lot of years i'll put my uh, again i'll put my track record up against anybody so i'm not again i've been wrong nobody's perfect in life i'll put my track record up against anybody's what i see happening in the future is not the kind of America that I want to live in, mm-hmm. and they're going to. And, and what they're doing, I got this little boy. You know, again, I, I mentioned to you, I used to run political campaigns in um, in Westchester County. I knew Mario Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo's father. I wrote about him in my book Trends Two Thousand, uh, Trend Tracking. I, I remember when I used to I used to be on CNN. I used to be on Oprah, the Today Show, Good Morning America. I've been on everybody. I used to be on CNN back in the uh, 80s and 90s and early 2000s, like four times a week before they became what they became. And they used to bring Chris Cuomo around. Hey, Chris, how's your dad doing? Oh, fine, fine. And, and he used to have two aides with him, and he was doing sports and pop culture. And now they got these little arrogant boys like his father, these two little guys that would be nobody if daddy wasn't Mario. So I don't like these little boys, mm-hmm. you know, that are born on third base and thought they hit a home run, telling me, <laughs> I'm the governor, and I'm going to tell you what to do. You're a little nobody. I'm the governor, and I have executive orders. Hey, did you ever hear a thing about the Constitution or the Bill of Rights? I don't need any Constitution or Bill of Rights. This isn't America anymore. And I got one little clown boy and girl around the country doing the same thing. So when I'm saying the way I'm saying it because of the way I'm saying it is because the lives and businesses that have been destroyed in this country and around the world are unprecedented. Again, I put out a weekly magazine, only the facts. Hey, look at the suicide rates. How about the homicide rates? Oh, how about depression levels? One after another. And then you look at the poverty levels that are skyrocketing around the world. And what are they basing this on? Oh, let's go look at the facts. I got another little clown. Oh, by the way, they're not bureaucrats. They're bureaucrats. These are little boys and girls that can't get a real job, and they get, a, get into the political system, so they get the job by sucking up and bowing down. Because, again, I've been there, and that's why I left, because that's not the kind of person I am. So 
Now they make up a thing. You got this guy Gottlieb. They, but it's all Gottlieb, this guy, the FDA, former FDA head, right? Go back a year ago. You got to be six feet apart. And we started doing the research on this. There was no data to be six feet apart. And now what did the CDC come out with last week? Oh, you only have to be three feet apart. Hey, wait a minute. Could you show me any scientific data? No, we don't have to give you one piece of scientific data, just like with the masks. Forget about the Denmark study that came out in November showing that they're useless. Forget about the CDC study that came out that showed when you wear them in restaurants, it brought down the, vac- the, the virus rate by one point, what, three, two percent? Forget about the fact, again, at a little Cuomo's mouth over here, that the restaurants, the the infection rate in restaurants is 1.4%. But yet I'm closing them down in New York City and destroying the city. Uh There's no scientific fact for 99% of what they're doing. Yeah, let me point out one thing. We had the same problem here in St. Louis County where there were this uh, all of these added restrictions onto restaurants, but they didn't add the restrictions to other businesses. And it was a big deal because they were saying like, okay, you won't add a restriction to the casino, but all of these small family owned restaurants are going to add this giant restriction onto it. And I got to point out a few things because they always say we're following the science. And for the past year, you heard California, New York, and the governors would get on television and they'd be praised and they would say, oh, they're following the science. Why can't we have more governors like they have in Newsom and Cuomo? And then they were looking down on Florida and Texas and even Missouri to a certain extent, because our governor here in Missouri never had a statewide mask mandate. And they'd look down on us and say, look at them. They're, you know, uh, they're not following science. A year later, Look at how the things have changed. Look at what we've learned and how those states were right. And look at all the trouble New York and California and these places still have. I, exactly. And again, there was no science. Zero. Zero. They asked that little clown, Gruesome Newsome over there. To, they, the people fought for the scientific data and they refused to give it to them. That's a fact. That's a fact. And by the way, the, uh, if the virus can spread, the numbers that I've read, it goes about 27 feet. Mm. Yeah. So so all this stuff is totally useless and they're making it up. So the reason I'm saying this way I am is because I see the future of this country and we're going to be going down big time. You look at one of our top trends for 2021. You know what it is? China 2021. Mm. The 20th century was the American century. The 21st century is going to be the Chinese century. They're taking over. You look at their gross domestic product of all the major nations in the world in 2020, they're the ones that only went up. You look at the, the, the Trump trade deal. No, no, no. No, no, the deficit, the trade deficit's growing now. It, it just happened, the biggest number since 2016. The Chinese, the business of America has been war. The business of China's business. China has a thing called the dual circulation policy. They know they're going to be doing less export trade, but they've got 1.4 billion people. So what they're doing is they're doing dual circulation. They're building more and more of their domestic economy. You look at, this, mm-hmm. look at the infrastructure of America. It's third world. You know what China did to it during the whole COVID war when it broke out? They built the in- more money into the infrastructure. You go to China, bullet trains, speed trains, oh, way, 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 way beyond what we're, we are. And here's the deal. Bill Clinton began with Cl- uh, Reagan, 
and and escalated under Clinton because they they couldn't push it through under Reagan or Bush. First, they gave us NAFTA, where they sent the jobs out, and then the, they brought China into the World Trade Organization in 2000, officially signed in two weeks after 9-11, and you look at China's gross domestic product from 1970 to 2001. It's a flat line, and in 2001, it's a straight line up, and so that's the other things that we talk about. Now, what happened? Here's the deal. We're going to get our stuff made in China. I'll tell you why. Because we get use slave labor over there. We bring the products back. We mark up the prices, and we make a lot more money. But when you bring the manufacturing over there, whether it's high tech or tech or, 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 or heavy industry, you only can own 49% of the business, and you have to get it manufactured there. So now they took all our manufacturing, high-tech, and, and heavy industry, they don't need America anymore. And I'm mentioning this because, again, this is what we write in the magazine. You had that meeting last week with Blinken, our Secretary of State, in Anchorage, Alaska, with the Chinese. And the Chinese, it's one of our stories in this week's Trends Journal, China tells U.S. to F you. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right in, in front Alaska. of their face. <laughs> yeah. On our soil in Alaska. Yes. We don't need you anymore. We're taking over the world. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but just for the sake of time, I want to make sure people know they can check out any of these stories. And you write weekly at trendsjournal.com. That's where people can find you. Yes. And I'm yeah. saying this again because I'm an American. And I love this country for what it represents with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And it breaks my heart to see where we're going. And if we don't reverse it in a way that brings back freedom, peace, and justice to this country, we're going down. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm saying things the way I am. And, I, well, and, and we can reverse this if we bring the spirit of this nation back to where it should be. It's the hard part, uh, trying to get people to listen to things like that. And it's important. Trendsjournal.com. Gerald Salenti, thank you so much for joining us this past half hour on Overnight America. I appreciate the time. And we're going to have to get you back on sometime. Anytime. Thank you so much. Uh, Trendsjournal.com. We'll take a look at your weather coming up after the break. If you want to react to anything you just heard, feel free to give us a call or text in to Overnight America KMOX. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. You know, something our guests brought up there is that if you look statistically speaking, some of the things that would make it more difficult to shake COVID from your body and being overweight is one of the number one things. And then it was reported that Krispy Kreme will give you a free donut every day this year if you've been vaccinated. <laughs> it seems counterproductive. So this was the story from CBS News. In case you need another reason to get your COVID-19 vaccina uh, vaccination, Krispy Kreme is sweetening the deal. Any customer has a valid vaccination card receives a free original glazed donut at participating locations nationwide so you have to have received at least one of your two shots to qualify for the promotion you just need to show your vaccination card to get the donut a vaccine sticker is not valid uh doesn't that seem a little off i mean if we're really trying to help ourselves then maybe we shouldn't be worried about stuffing a sugar donut in our face every day every day 
would if you actually had that ability to get a donut every day, would you actually want to do that? Would you waste your time every single day stopping for a donut? I don't know if I would. I don't know if it'd be worth it, honestly. Could you drive through, drive in? Would you change your routine? Would you add five minutes onto your commute into work just for one donut? I, and how long would that last until you got sick of donuts? Maybe. I don't know. That seems a little, little out there for me. Just a little bit out there for me. Well, that'll about do it for us here on Overnight America. We got a couple of replay hours that'll be coming up here in just a moment. And if you don't know how that works, so we do four hours live and then from midnight to two are the replay hours. Tomorrow might be a little bit different because of Cardinals game. So we'll be on after the Cardinals, but normally starting at eight o'clock. And then for the replay hours next hour, we're going to talk about blues legend Bobby Plager dying today in a car accident in St. Louis. Pretty terrible news, and there's a lot of reaction of Blues fans and other people who have spent time with him on our website at KMOX.com. I do want to talk a little bit about the debates last night. Just in general, I heard the uh, DGS show bring both Kara Spencer and Tashar Jones on. And just a couple of general observations. We'll talk about the loop trolley next hour, too, on the replay. And then after that, we're going to talk about Illinois governor uh, backing an assault weapons ban. No big surprise there. It seems that... It's the gang piling begins. They were just waiting for the right tragedy to opportunize. So that's coming up in the replay hours too. But otherwise, I'll be on Facebook, Ryan Wrecker Radio on Facebook. If you wanted to look us up on there and send me a message, I always enjoy seeing those. Enjoy the rest of your night. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. My heart beats with the lonely rain. Wishing I could see your face again. has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.